ओम भद्रम कर्णे श्रीनाम देवा भद्रम पश्चिम अक्षमेत्रा स्थिरंगनुभी वसम देवहित जदायु मे वी हियर विद आवर इयर्स वॉट इज ऑस्पिशस मे वी सी विद आवर आईज वॉट इज ऑस्पिशस मे वी लिव ए लाइफ डेडिकेट डिवाइन ओम शांति 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 पीस 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 फ्रेंड्स टुडे इज आर रामाकृष्ण डिनर डे लॉय गो इट वॉज इंट्रोड्यूस्ड इज एन ओपन हाउस फॉर मेम्बर्स टू इन्वाइट देअर फ्रेंड्स रिलेशन्स टू इंट्रोड्यूस दैम टू वेदांत सो दिस इज अ डे रामाकृष्ण डिनर समटाइम्स यू कॉल इट समटाइम्स ओपन हाउस एंड नॉर्मली यू ट्राई टू इन्वाइट अ स्वामी फ्रॉम आउटसाइड and all this time we are taking only swamis from america so somebody said what about europe so this swami from europe france swami vita mohananda somebody asked the meaning from whom the moham is delusion delusion has been shed off which has gone that is vita mohananda swami is from the mysore area for many years it was in madras and then in mysore education institution for 15 years then he was head of a center in ponampet in mysore again kurg and then he was sent to our paris center gets as assistant to swami ritujananda who has come here many times and who was here at one time and after him he succeeded him there already it is more than a decade he goes to many areas of europe conducting small group meetings and retreats and quite a number of people 40 50 60 people come in every group so this is swami vita mohananda of course topic is ramkrishna's message but we give freedom whatever he, in that socket whatever he likes he can put in असो स्वामी वीत मोहानंद रेवियट स्वामी स्वाहानंद जी ब्रदर मॉक्स सिस्टर्स फ्रेंड्स आई एम वेरी हैप्पी टू बी विद यू आई थैंक स्वामी स्वाहानंद जी for inviting me to be with you i enjoy it immensely now coming to ramakrishna the message of ramakrishna ramakrishna ideal in europe is not spread as it is spread in united states as swami ji has mentioned it's true i meet several groups when i am presented as the monk of the ramakrishna order they ask me questions swami kaise se ramakrishna aska se are krishna what is it ramakrishna is it hare krishna i say yes it is 
also Hare Krishna, but in, not in the way you think or understand it. Then, very interesting questions come up. How Ramakrishna can relate to our everyday life? Has he taught any philosophy? Yes, he has his own philosophy. It's a practical philosophy. It can be applied to everyday life. It should be applied to everyday life. It is only then one becomes progressive. Then they start curious questions. How can, I, can we know it? Yes, certainly. What is the meaning of Ramakrishna? Is it a personality? Is it something super personality? Yes. It's also a personality. It's also a super personality. Also, it is a reality. Swami, can you explain to us? Certainly. Now, you see super reality. It is reality itself. How is it? Yes. Then you say it is tangible reality. How is it? Yes. I'll try to explain to you. Now, what do you mean by reality? We call it in uh, Vedanta as Brahman. Sat, Chit, Ananda. Well, we know that word. Now, how it is conceptualized or how can we know it? Yes, it can be known. Now, it is manifest in our every wor everyday world. It is manifest in everyone's life. What is called life, it is nothing but harmony of pure energy itself. It is nothing but luminosity and infinite beauty itself. It is pure love itself. It is pure intelligence itself. It is knowledge, bliss, absolute itself. But then how can we know? Yes, it is expressive in every aspect of this manifest world. It is expressive in our life also. Now, coming to Ramakrishna, how can we know it is expressive? Now, the very word Rama means purification. One who is purified or it is the means to purify. What is that Krishna? It is infinity. Now we know Krishna as this and that. No, our conception of Krishna is totally different. For us, Krishna means that which attracts. Kirshati iti Krishna. It is infinite reality itself. So, when our personality is purified, we are attracted to that reality. So, Ramakrishna is both. It is that power, force, that purifies us, that unites us with the infinity. That is why he is both yoga. He is, he is the means, or it is the means, it is also the end. It is in this sense, 
is the ultimate reality. Wealth, tangible reality. Yes, he as an incarnation. No, Swami, we believe only in one incarnation, that is Jesus. No other incarnation. Well, we don't, don't believe. But then this infinite reality is expressive in this particular personality called Ramakrishna. He was full of pure love. He was sacrifice. He full of sacrifice. He has shown in his everyday life how this infinite reality becomes expressive. One who is uh, uh, who has intensified these aspects becomes progressive in life. Every aspect of one's personality becomes transformed. One becomes more and more effective in everyday life, every activities of life. He or she becomes efficacious. He expresses, he or she expresses that pure love, pure intelligence, and all that. So this is the ideal, this is the tangible ideal that can be seen in the personality of Ramakrishna. So it is for this reason that we adore him, we worship him, we pray. What is called this Ramakrishna personality, it is a aid to be progressive and to be united with the infinite reality. It is yoga. Yoga is union, both, the means and the end. So, he is the yoga acharya. He is the teacher of teachers of all yogas. Now in France especially, there are many yoga schools. Any philosophy or any uh, spiritual teaching has to go through the yoga techniques. So the, when we utter the word yoga, it becomes easier for the people to understand. So Ramakrishna, he is both means and end. Now, how he is means and end? So, uh, take for example, his teaching. Some of them might have read the teachings of Ramakrishna. Now, everywhere he in, uh, emphasizes the God-realization is the ultimate goal of human life. Now, Swami, if we make the God-realization alone as the ultimate reality of our life, then what about our everyday life? We'll be stuck, we'll be, we'll be renouncing everything, and we'll be sitting so perhaps in a monastery, or in a cave, or in a jungle, what will happen to our property, our children, or this or that? No, don't be afraid. There's nothing lose, nothing to lose by taking to the path of God-realization. There is nothing to be afraid about God-realization. God is present all the time. How do you understand God? Your life energy itself is the expression of that divine aspect or infinite reality. How your personality shines, 
that itself is the expression of divine reality. Every human heart processes that love. That love is the divine expression. What you call your intelligence, it is nothing but that uh, infinite intelligence or divine intelligence. What you call knowledge, it is because of that reality that you possess this knowledge. What you call satisfaction in life, it is this reality that expresses itself. But we, are, we do not know this reality because we alienate ourselves every moment of our life due to several aspects of our everyday life. We have frustration in life and then we develop anxiety. Then we have free fear and all sorts of emotions come up. We hurry, we worry. All these aspects alienate the individual from the reality. The individual goes on contacting himself or herself and due to that reason, the, this divine expression doesn't express itself or it's not expressive in, the, in a harmonious way. So when Ramakrishna has taught us, God-realization should be the ultimate goal of human life means you start from somewhere, remembering this God-reality. So that is the teaching of the Bhagavad Gita also, when Sri Krishna taught us, Maam Anusmara Yudhyacha, it is true, it is, we need not fight the war externally, we have to fight the internal war. There are negative forces all the time overpowering us, limiting our every aspect of personality, so we have to fight these aspects. How are we to fight? Maam Anusmara Yudhyacha. This fight is to be fought by remember, remembering the Lord or divine reality. How are we to fight? It's true, every moment of our life, this is negative, particularly the negative aspects of our life overtake us. They limit us. So, the individual who tries to bring about the divine consciousness or infinite consciousness is able to transform some of these negative aspects as positive forces. So, with the help of the positive forces, one becomes progressive. So, that is why Ramakrishna stresses everywhere God-realization should be the ultimate goal of human life. Now, the question is answered here. Are we to give up our near ones, dear ones, our property, our this, our that? No, not needed at all. It can be practiced in our everyday life. How it should be practiced, Ramakrishna himself has showed us, all that we need is right living. How are we to lead our right living? Particularly, the present-day world is so very much oriented towards economical progress. What is the result? 
whole human intelligence, love, effort, everything is directed only towards economy. How one can earn more and more money and happy, be happy more and more. So what is the result? Anxiety, frustration, fear, anger, hatred, all sorts of emotions come up. So these aspects destroy the personality. So if an individual is able to bring about the divine consciousness, automatically this divine consciousness brings the needed harmony and peace, inner peace, inner dynamism. When this is intensified automatically, the intelligence, what is called pure intelligence, also is stimulated. So, it is the pure intelligence that becomes the directive force of one's life. So, to develop this pure intelligence, we need the divine consciousness to become more and more intense. So, to the extent one is able to become more effective in everyday life, one becomes more lovable, not only in the fam family, also in the society. So, automatically that love, pure love, is intensified in the individual. So, everywhere where, where that individual goes or does whatever he or she does, becomes effective, harmonious, agreeable. So this is the meaning of God realization should be the uh, ultimate goal of, uh, goal of life. It is true, we need to be freed from the bonds of uh, uh, the limitations of this manifest world. We don't want to suffer eternally this limitation, this kind of fear, frustration, uh, anxiety, hatred, and all that. So we need to be freed from these kind of limitations. These kind of limitations can be freed only when the pure consciousness alone becomes the reality. When that every cell and molecule of our body is able to express or is transformed as pure consciousness itself, then one is freed. Let us take, for example, Ramakrishna remaining in Nirvikalpa Samadhi continuously for six months. Now, it, that itself indicates every cell, every molecule of his body remained in that pure state unconditioned state. So it is possible for everyone. Now this is, the, this is what the Vedanta scripture teaches, the, the, the Jivan Mukta state. All right. Uh, it is likely that uh, that consciousness comes to the uh, ordinary level or whatever it is. But then <coughs> The, person, the individual who has attained to that state is not affected by the world, by the happenings. 
he remains as a witness and functions in the needed way or guides the individuals to come to that state. So this is what an avatara or a highly, um, per, uh, highly established person in that supreme reality uh, shows us the way. So this is where uh, we, uh, this is why we call Ramakrishna as an avatara. So they get satisfied. Now, it is true, in our everyday life, uh, it is not possible for us to practice every moment of our activity this divine consciousness. But then, it is possible for us to take a little time for ourselves every day. Now, take for example, how much of time we waste for others. Morning, we get up and we are demanded, we are wanted. We give, give our time, energy to others. Well, we come to our workplace, we are demanded. If you go to the society, we are demanded. Everywhere we are demanded. Everywhere we are other person, not what we are. So imagine how much you are yourself. Where is the time for yourself? After the work is over, you come back home, you have no, no energy, no time, even if your wife and children or husband, whoever it is, comes to you for little love, no energy, no time, you are totally uh, stressed, strained, you want to go to sleep, even to take little supper, you have no energy, no time. If this is to continue every day, what should be our state of being? So it is here that the divine consciousness helps us to be what we are. So the best way is to begin the day with the divine consciousness. You may do it either through meditation or repetition of divine name or through any other discipline which suits the individual. So this is what Ramakrishna says, especially for us, repeating the name of the Lord is the easiest way. Repetition of Lord can be done anytime, anywhere, without any restriction. Now, why should be the repetition of divine name alone? Why not any other name or any other thing? There is difference. Now, take for example, we utter a word. For example, many, many people, they have their pet dogs. They say, my dog, what happens? The whole personality becomes that of the dog. Whereas you say, God, or you may say Jesus. The consciousness is connected to Jesus. Jesus. Automatically, the con uh, Jesus consciousness comes there. So, 
That is where the name of the Lord is efficacious. The consciousness is totally transformed. The divine name becomes the consciousness, pure consciousness. It connects us to the divine reality. Automatically, the inner harmony, inner dynamism develops. So when that inner dynamism, inner peace is there, maybe there may be a little problem in the family. You may not be uh, perturbed by it or disturbed by it so easily. Or you have the right understanding as how it can be solved. So this capacity is developed by this divine consciousness. So that is where the teaching of Ramakrishna is so very efficacious to taking the divine name. Or if it is possible to meditate. Now meditation does not mean simply sitting with closed eyes or emptying the mind. Uh, emptying the mind is going to sleep, as Swami Vivekananda says. So it is not going to sleep. Now, uh, all right, you empty the mind of the negative forces, fill it with positive forces, forces like infinite uh, harmony of pure energy, luminosity, beauty, pure love, intelligence, and all that. Now, this can be done with the help of the divine reality, tangible reality. Take, for example, Ramakrishna, full of pure love. The whole face is full of luminosity, beauty, his sacrifice for, for the sake of humanity. Now, you see, in one place, uh, he expresses himself, saying that, had I wanted, I would have covered the whole Kamar Pukur with gold. Means he had that capacity, he could do it. But he did not go for it. He went for what is called the God-realization, or ultimate uh, self-realization, or in the research of ultimate reality. Now, this uh, research of Ramakrishna has helped to whole humanity. So that, that is where he's, he has sacrificed himself for the whole humanity. So this, this, this is the beauty of uh, Ramakrishna. So when one meditates, automatically these aspects come to our personality and it goes on intensifying in our personality and we, we uh, in, uh, intensify these aspects and become more and more efficacious, more and more intelligent, more and more lovable and all that. So this is the secret of uh, Ramakrishna meditation. It is not just um, saying that Ramakrishna is a cult or uh, uh, sect or whatever it is. Now, especially in transferers, uh, sectarian ideas are so very strong. Anything that, we, that which is not connected to Christianity is a sect. Well, in the Christianity also, there are many sects 
you may say there are dangerous sects or cults which lead, which manipulate the minds of the mass, which lead the mass to uh, dangerous situations and all that. But as you must have known some years back, uh, some sectarian group, they have committed uh, suicide and all that. So it's for this reason, people are fearing uh, anything that is not known to them as a sect. So my interaction with several uh, inter interreligious groups and all that has opened up a new vision altogether. Now, Vedanta is not a sect. Vedanta is not a cult, or Ramakrishna ideal is not a sect, it's not a cult, because of its I mean, opening up, because of its research it, do, it is doing in the uh, field of ultimate reality. You may be surprised, the government has recognized us and has given us a special uh, status. Just, uh, uh, the equivalent to Christian uh, religious status or whatever it is. So, it is here the beauty of Ramakrishna when it is expressed. Uh, it brings the needed um, uh, harmony and peace, not only among the peace uh, among the people, everywhere wherever it is needed. Now. Yes, in France, we have several groups. I meet the several groups, uh, the Hatha Yoga groups, and also the different uh, religious uh, groups and all that. Now, every group has its uh, particularity. The Hatha Yoga group is particularly um, uh, centered in the Hatha Yoga. Mm. Some interested uh, aspirants, they call me to speak to them on Indian philosophy or whatever it is. So when I present this, uh, the Indian thought or Indian uh, philosophy, they start opening up. Yes, here is something more than mere Hatha Yoga, physical exercise. The physical exercise has to be connected to the pure consciousness. <clears throat> then only it becomes efficacious. Recently, we had a program, uh, Hatha Yoga and Spirituality, how it can be connected, how it can be brought about to every uh, posture. It's a very, very interesting um, uh, uh, topic, uh, a program that was organized. Now you see, uh, one interesting question I came up in one of the groups. Swami, uh, do you dance like, uh, like um, uh, Hare Krishna people? Yes. How? Yes. Now, what do you mean by dance? In dance, it is uh, what the rhythm one expresses. It's cosmic rhythm. The different postures or mudras 
they are the I mean different expressions of the infinity or emotions or whatever it is now all whatever you want to express there is a harmony but then in our everyday life it's quite totally different when one is angry one explodes but whereas in dance yes one expresses the anger also in a particular rhythmic way whereas by that the individual is not aff- uh, affected whereas in our everyday life when we express the anger is we lose our uh, mind total confusion destruction of the intelligence everything whole personality is destroyed but whereas here it is not there at all so the god consciousness or uh, this infinite consciousness is to be connected to that infinite reality infinite harmony infinite law then only it becomes efficacious now dance is that now if i am connected to ramakrishna it is ramakrishna who dances it is not me not my ego because my ego is controlled by several factors i may be emotional when one particular emotion is there intense my ego changes also my ego has its likes and dislikes whereas here ramakrishna ego has it has no such uh, differentiation so if, if my mind is connected to ramakrishna it is ramakrishna who dances to, to this body and mind it is not me so that is how the ego is transformed so everything has a meaning significance so this is how i try to explain then several other questions come up so i mean you meet several um, uh, groups there are christians there are muslims how are you able to manage yourself with them no i don't have any problem muslim also is my brother only thing you one has to know how to talk to him or her only the, the needed uh, understanding has to be brought brought about right comprehension i have several muslim friends also they come to our center uh, they give talks in uh, their uh, lectures or conferences or talks they are not narrow they they are happy with us they open up themselves it is true in certain areas they are restricted or uh, they have a fear to express themselves openly but they know in our place they don't find any kind of difficulty in expressing themselves then i am very friendly with the christian uh, monasteries very recently i had been to a monastery i stayed with them and uh, the the abbot of the monastery requested me to speak to the monks as how the ramakrishna ordered monks live and function 
uh, how they are formed, how and all that and all that. The discipline that is practiced and all that. I spoke to them for about 40 minutes explaining about the Ramakrishna monks, how they function, how they are ordained, what are the disciplines they undergo and all that. The whole congregation of the monks were so very happy. This more or less it is the same in their uh, monasteries also. No difference. So when we open up to them, they feel one, one, uh, that oneness comes. And that abbot had come to our monastery and he had stayed and also had given a talk to the public, appreciating that uh, what is called unity or fraternity and all that. And apart from that, uh, near our uh, ashrama, about 40 kilometers, uh, there is a convent. Have, once in three months I go to them. You may be surprised that particular convent, they're interested only in, in Hindu way of practice of spirituality. They don't uh, invite other groups. Swami, we are happy with, uh, with this. We want to concentrate only with this practice. Uh, it's true, every path is true, but for us it is enough. So, morning I go to them, I attend their mass, then we take coffee or tea together, then we sit together. Uh, first about 15 minutes we practice meditation, is guided by me, and then a particular topic is chosen. Of course, the topic is er uh, much earlier. It is decided what topic we should uh, reflect upon. So, uh, I explain according to our Vedantic uh, view, uh, point of view. They ask questions. I try to clarify. So they say, Swami, yes, you see, with us also, there's no difference. So there's no problem of this religion, that religion, and all that. So that is, where, that is why Ramakrishna, see, he accepted all religions as true, all paths as true. So here is the beauty of it. And he showed us through his personal experience. And that's what we are trying to do. See, through meditation or through other disciplines, we are able to uh, express this reality to, to the people. Then, after that, after the morning session, we have our uh, lunch together. We take a little rest. Then in the afternoon session, it is their turn. They give the practice. I participate in, the, in their practice. They explain the subject, what it is, how they understand it, and all that, where we meet together. So this is how, see, uh, it is practiced. It is true. Now these interreligious uh, meetings take place in different ways. There are three or four types of uh, interreligious meets. One type of in, uh, religious meets are for showing up 
themselves as superior to others. It's all right, all religions are true, but ours is the best. Then there is a second type of uh, interreligious uh, meets that take place. Uh, when there is communal communal uh, disharmony or problem or whatever it is, as how it can be tackled. Of course, I do not associate with all this because it has the political color as well. So uh, we are asked not to in, uh, enter into politics. So we don't enter into politics. We don't want such uh, problems to come into our way of functioning. So I generally associate myself where real uh, effort for the re search of truth is there. So it is there where they were, I mean, whatever community, whatever religious group, they find have, uh, unity, fraternity with us. Now, another aspect, how the Ramakrishna ideal, Vedanta, is uh, uh, spreading in Europe. I visit many countries. Uh, earlier days, I used to go to Germany. Of course, now we have a center in Germany. Swami there is very active. He is doing very well. Uh, so my presence is not needed there. And I go to Italy. I go to Spain. I go to uh, Portugal. I go to Eastern European countries like Bulgaria and all that. Everywhere there are groups, Vedanta groups. To give you an idea, I explained to you about the group in Italy. There are six or seven groups. Each group has members, 50, 60. Uh, in a year, five to six times I have to go to Italy. Now, these groups are all developing uh, in the Vedantic uh, way of thinking. Perhaps in a uh, short time or in you know, two, three years, we may have an official center somewhere in Italy. So, you can imagine how people are opening up. They are interested this kind of what is called broad outlook on spirituality. We don't call, our, call ourselves as a religion. We are spiritual beings. We are human beings. Now, our effort is to convert or transform human dignity as divinity. It is true, humanism it upholds human dignity. Whereas we, Vedanta, upholds the human divinity. So, as I explained earlier, as how this human divinity can be intensified, it is through certain disciplines like meditation or prayer or other techniques, any technique that suits to the individual. Many aspirants, they practice Hatha Yoga. So, 
along with the hatha yoga when the spiritual ideas are given they become more effective so that is where i mean people get interested in higher and higher realities so that is where ramakrishna comes and plays his uh, part everywhere so now coming to the teachings of ramakrishna god realization is the ultimate goal of human life means is to live the progressive life and it is same the teaching of the hindu tradition uh, hindu values take for example dharma artha kama moksha dharma is eternal law of course though the word dharma has different uh, several significance for us it, is, it would be enough perhaps to see it is eternal law artha is the means now artha does not mean only material prosperity we need the inner prosperity it is the inner prosperity that leads us to material prosperity take for example uh, an individual may have plenty of wealth but may not be happy within he or she may not be able to enjoy the prosperity so it is for this reason here uh, the prosperity artha means it's both inner prosperity inner peace now this aspect is given the foremost importance then automatically with it the material prosperity comes then kama uh, people question me swami desire is to uh, desire is uh, uh, wrong and it leads us to sin uh, our tradition has taught us desire to 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 develop uh, to have desires it is sin i say no no there are two kinds of desires there is one legitimate desire another is illegitimate desire the legitimate legitimate desire is that it is it belongs to this eternal harmony take for for example god alone was in the beginning he uh, desired to be multiple now this but this desire to be multiple it belongs to this eternal reality and it is this desire that is manifest in every individual so in our coming to our everyday life owning a house to have one's own house is not a, a illegitimate desire it is a need or constructing a good family it's a right desire having a progeny son or daughter whoever it is is a legitimate desire so it doesn't go against the eternal law now coming to illegitimate desire it is like this for example i am not satisfied with one house i need to have a house on the mountain i need to have another house on the seaside and elsewhere in france in belgium or 
in some other countries, it becomes illegitimate desire. Because I need to earn needed uh, uh, money for it. Earning money means uh, stress, strain, frustration. You know it very well in the present day world. So this is how we are led to uh, uh, alienation from the reality. Whereas the legitimate desire, it helps us to be what we are and it leads us to the ultimate goal of our life. Dharma, Artha, Kama. The last one is Moksha, liberation. So this is how when one leads one life uh, according to the eternal harmony, one is freed from the bondages or limitations or conditioning. So this is what I understand from the teaching of Ramakrishna for our everyday life. Not only for our everyday life, uh, what I feel is that this is the only solution for the present day world population. Thank you all. It was a very pleasant uh, talk to hear about the Ramakrishna's aspect of life, how we can imbibe in our life, and how every movement can be made positive to change our life. Ramakrishna is unique in this way because he has come into this modern time to just bring the harmony, to bring together the whole world. How? by this wonderful way of positive approach and looking everywhere, some positive energy. So we have heard that quite a long time, but if, of course, five minutes still there, Swamiji could have <laughs> utilized that. Um, but anyhow, I think that we have enjoyed and his work, how he is doing, going to the different uh, Hatha Yoga groups, and bringing the spiritual awareness connected with the physical well-being, uh, which is more important to bring that spiritual connection and into that how one can lead ultimately to the goal of God-realization, which is Ramakrishna's ideal. And has been presented wonderfully, and we enjoyed it. And uh, he is going to different countries, which really, and he speaks French well, he speaks English, and... That, that becomes an additional help for him. And this, this beautiful idea that if in our life, how we can, all the negative thoughts can be turned into a positive direction, that was the thrust of his own talk. And I think that that we can carry in our heart and then we can make our life more meaningful. Uh, whatever we are doing, we can make it more successful oriented towards the goal of uh, God-realization. So, I thank Swamiji from my bottom of my heart and that he came after so many years. He came here once, I hear he was in 1993 uh, 19, towards the beginning. So, after 14 years probably he has come again and it was great joy to have him with us and I thank him again. And thank you all who have come today with the new friends to be acquainted with Sri Ramakrishna 
and Sri Ramakrishna is the model of this age, not for Hindus, not for Muslims, not for Christians, but it is the model of everyone, because in his harmonious, his wonderful life, he presented that he is an ideal of every path. He is standing there with, uh, with that ideal, that it is the, the manifested ideal of uh, every path leading to that realization. And he stands as a bhakta, as a gyani, as a devotee, as a knower of truth, as a yogi, from any perspective, from any, pa- any pa- facets of spirituality, is manifested wonderfully in the greatest manifestation of Sri Ramakrishna's life. That's why we encourage you all to read the life of Sri Ramakrishna on this auspicious day. And I crave blessings of the Lord on all of us. Thank you. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamivavashishate Om Shanti 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 Om That is full and complete and this is also full and complete. From that, this has come. If infinite is taken out of infinite, what remains is also infinite. Om, peace, peace, peace be unto us all.